Welcome to the Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward Utah. I am Dr. Marcy Campbell, talking about strong mental health and especially about being aware with new perspectives, new ideas, and hopefully new topics that can enrich your life and help you in your relationships and your work and help to manage all the changes that are coming post-2020. So I want to mention prior to getting going, the Path Forward Utah brought to you by Brixton's Baked Potato in Ogden. All the things and the all the good things that Jamie Renda does as the owner of Brixton's Baked Potato and also putting us together as a group with the Path Forward Utah that can be found on fedbyravensmedia.com and on most streaming services. Today, the topic is one I'm not sure enough people are talking about, but I want to throw it out there just to have a conversation about it. And hopefully you can have a conversation with other people. And it's about the concept of being confused. Literally the concept of being confused. Um, Are you confused? We thought we knew the definition of confusion prior to 2020, but we are learning so much more about this notion of confusion on the cusp of post-2020 era. So if you're not confused today, I'll be doing my best to help you get more confused. Really, there's a reason for it. So listen up just to see what it is that I'm talking about. There are many issues to be confused about today. Really, many issues. And if you're not confused, seriously, you're not awake. There's a lot of issues to be confused about. Let's talk about just for a minute, you know, critical race theory or CRT. Is it good to talk about more racism and help end racism forever? Or does it actually start more race division? Is there some confusion about it? I would say there's confusion on many angles about CRT. Who is telling the truth about what CRT is? And who's telling the truth about how it's been introduced in the schools? Now, I like to talk to a lot of people, a lot of different people with different opinions regarding, for instance, this is just an example, CRT. And on one end of the aisle, some people are very determined CRT is wrong, wrong, wrong. And the way it's being taught in schools is wrong, wrong, wrong. And then you talk to someone on the complete other end of the aisle and they say, everybody who's against CRT is just racist. They're the racist ones. And what I've been discovering is it seems like people are hearing what they want to hear about CRT and they are unwilling to listen to anybody else and their ideas about CRT, which has created a public that's very confused about what the truth is about CRT. So there's a lot of confusion there, right? I'm just going to go through the list of some of the topics regarding confusion in our society today. Afghanistan. Who's telling the truth about what's happened in Afghanistan? Just yesterday, I think there was a news story that Biden's administration blames Trump for how we got out of Afghanistan. I'm sure there's a lot of people in the world, or at least in the country right now, who read the news or saw the news on TV, and they're like, yep, yep, that's Trump's fault. How we got out of Afghanistan is absolutely Trump's fault. Really? Just because a news story tells you it, so you're going to completely believe that. And then other people might think, 
oh, wow, maybe it's Trump's fault. Maybe I don't know enough about it. Or maybe I only watched this side of the story and I need to see more about the story of Afghanistan. And for myself, I think, who is telling the true story here about Afghanistan? I've investigated. I've read a lot of things, watched a lot of things on social media or in the mainstream news, listened to radio. Who's telling the real story about what went on in Afghanistan and what is happening today in Afghanistan? And it leaves me feeling a little incomplete. Incomplete is probably the nice way of saying I'm confused about it. I'm confused about exactly what is happening in Afghanistan. That's just one topic. Another one, mask or not to mask. We've been talking about this now. Half, do we mask? Do we not mask? Do we mask in public? Are we mad at our neighbors for not masking? Or did our neighbors kill our grandparents for not masking? Do we mask in stores? Do we not mask? Do we mandate masks in school? Do we not mandate masks in school? Are masks good for kids? Are they bad for kids? Are they good for your neighbor? Are they bad for your neighbor? Do they help? Do they not help? Do they make things worse? Lots of confusion regarding masks and lots of opinions regarding masks. Another one, censorship. Is it good or bad? On social media, there's a lot of people who think we need to have some censorship because otherwise incorrect information is out there for people to read and believe. Therefore, someone needs to be censoring what is put out there. Otherwise, people might get confused about what the truth is. Unfortunately, the people who believe that way don't understand that you like censorship because the information that's being given is the information that you agree with. What happens if the information that you agree with is now censored? What happens then? So there's confusion about is censorship good? Is censorship bad? Um, how about the, a, a big, I, I don't want to say a big news item, but a news item of the last couple of weeks, or I'd say the last month, that seems to get brushed under the rug quite a bit um, is Biden's Build Back Better plan. So we're going to print lots and lots of money and just give it everywhere so that we can build back better. And at what point does it crash? I mean, the more I delve into economics, economic theory, to what is being done in our country and across the world with regards to money and the value of the dollar, all the way down to how much all of my food costs more now at the stores and in restaurants, how much more gas is right now, how quickly inflation uh, has caught us and how it doesn't seem to be slowing down. And I wonder how is this going to work moving forward? How is it really going to work when we keep printing money and running, 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 spending, printing, spending, printing, eventually that lifestyle crashes. It's like a kid on sugar, man. They can run around the house really, really fast moving, 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 but eventually they just collapse when the sugar no longer is fueling that child. I just can't imagine how in terms of economics, we could continue down the path of let's just print more money and spend trillions and trillions of dollars to build back better. I'm super confused, but I'm confused by that, but maybe somebody else has the answer. I investigate, but I'm still confused about it. That's just another one. What about Uh, This one's not talked about too much, but it's getting bigger. Parents being able to watch what's going on in their schools or having to stay out of the schools. I was at a a meeting last week 
when um, someone in the audience called out, uh, not the superintendent, but I, I'm not quite sure. It was someone that was working quite closely with the superintendent of the school district and said, why are we not allowed to come into the schools to see X, Y, Z, whatever the topic was. And it got a little heated, not terribly heated, but a little heated where the parents thought we should be allowed to see what our children are learning. We should be allowed to request to go in to see it. And there was some hesitation. And and in my mind, I could see understandably so the chaos that could ensue if a lot of parents are watching the teachers in the classroom all the time. So on the one hand, I feel a little bit nervous for the teachers and how um, uncomfortable they might feel if you have a classroom full of parents, um, you know, standing stern in the corner watching everything that you're doing. I don't know that anyone feel comfortable in their work if they have a whole bunch of somewhat angry or maybe even hostile uh, parents watching you. So it's like you can understand why the parents want to know what's being taught and they are no longer trusting the school systems to teach their children. But you can also understand from the teacher's perspective how difficult it might be to, to do their jobs well. So a lot of confusion regarding that when you try to look at both sides of that picture, right? That's another one. Data collection. Um, if you're not being sold something, you are the product. That's pretty confusing. I think a lot of people are not as familiar with this topic as they need to be, meaning you, the human being, are the data. You are the product. How you behave is the product. Your privacy is absolutely um, de- becoming diminished as you are the product. And data collection, especially in terms of your medical information, is not being held privately the way that you're accustomed to be it being held or what you even think is happening. So your privacy is diminishing very rapidly. And a lot of people are not quite as familiar with that as possible. But the confusion is, where is my privacy? How much does do other people know? What are they doing with my data? Where is it going? And what does the future hold in terms of data collection and um, you as the human being, the product? Lots of confusing topics out there right now. There's a few more I want to mention before talking about is confusion good for us? Is it bad for us? You've been listening to the Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward Utah. Welcome back to the Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward Utah, brought to you today by FedByRavensMedia.com. You can find us on most streaming services. Thank you for listening. We've been talking today about confusion, the concept of confusion. And if you haven't felt confused post-2020, I'm here to help you feel more confused. And then to talk philosophically and approach it from a what do you do if you are confused Um kind of stance. So before getting into that, I just want to throw out a few more of the topics post 2020 that you should feel some confusion about, or you may feel some confusion about, uh, left before the break talking about data collection. And if you are not being sold something, you are the product and how human data is the wave of the future, especially with biotechnology 
and with the IT community. Right here in the state of Utah, we house some of the largest data centers in the country. Much of it holds data regarding uh, medical data and uh, much of it the way that we tend to live our lives across the country. And I think a lot of people in the state of Utah are not familiar with the, the point of the mountain and all of those IT tech companies at the point of the mountain, Lehigh, Draper area that are collecting mass amounts of data and selling your information. And so uh, it's, it's a really fascinating field. And to many people who are kind of crying, beware, that's where they are pointing that we need to be aware of what's going on in the state of Utah regarding human data. So that's just something for you to investigate a little bit more, but it's awfully confusing if you're not familiar, because on the one hand, well, it's good. It's good for the economy. It's good for the state of Utah that we employ so many people. It's helpful to know more information about the way that humans live to develop products and services and medical assistance, et cetera, for human beings. So on the one hand, hmm, it sounds kind of good, but on the other hand, you know, why is it that they have so much money over there? Where are they getting all their money to house all of those big tech buildings and employees? And it's, it can be somewhat confusing once you delve into it. So if you're not confused about that, it might be one that you're curious about to look into in the future. Another one to be confused about is housing prices and housing increases. You know, I have an expertise and a lot of experience in um, construction and in housing and in real estate. And I'm confused, quite frankly, I'm confused. Uh, We didn't all of a sudden have a whole bunch more people suddenly exist. So why is it that not just the state of Utah, but really across the country, why is it that housing prices went up so quickly and people are not finding places to live? We were all living someplace prior to 2020. What's going on? What's going on? It's it's not as though half of the states in the United States, um, everyone, uh, all the housing went down, and then all the other states, all the housing went up. I mean, that would be the case if everyone kind of converged into one location, and then housing prices in that location went up. But that's actually not what's happening. Housing prices are going up all across the country, and so, and, and then people are not able to find places to live. So, where did these people live before? right? Supply, demand, that basic notion. So there's some confusion there. And why is it that we're pushing for housing prices to go up? Why is it that as states, we're number one in growth come here when we already don't have enough places for people to live? So it's a very confusing messaging that's out there regarding housing. A very generalized term, I would say, um, by and large, there's confusion why some people still trust the government and why some people no longer trust the government. I had an interesting conversation with a friend this week um, in terms of trusting the messages from the government. And included in that conversation was uh, the question of why are people mistrusting their medical providers now? So this person was a doc, is a medical doctor, and felt uh confused and I would say a little bit upset about the fact that people no longer trust their doctors as, as a, as a physician, you know, why aren't people trusting as a 
information. We want to know why they're not trusting us. This person um, also generally trusts the government. So this person comes from a perspective of, I trust the government and I trust medical doctors. I am a medical doctor. People should trust us and people should be trusting the government more. And, and there is becoming more and more people that have a general mistrust for the government and a mistrust for medical doctors. Um, and it is confusing. It's confusing. Do we trust? Do we not trust? And why is it that we are not all on the same page as I would say in times past, where in times past, people generally trusted their doctor and in times past, people generally trusted their government, especially I would say kind of at the local level. So there is something going on in terms of confusion on whether to trust or not to trust government, authority, um, medical professionals. There's some confusion about it. Another very big one, I would say in the state of Utah, but uh, it seems generally speaking across the world and across the country and the world is a confusion regarding religion. Now we know in the last 20 years, there has been a decline in people reporting um, belonging to or subscribing to the regular practice of a religion across the world. This is not just in the state of Utah or in the United States. So we have a, a general decline in religiosity and more particularly post 2020, a, uh, an increase in confusion regarding how to practice religion. Now here in the state of Utah, there's been uh, a very large uh, debate regarding how to follow or how to discern or how to deduce um, meaning behind uh, from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, some of the talks and some of um, the perspectives of church leaders. Not going into too much detail, but I would say overall, there has developed more confusion regarding faith, more confusion regarding obedience, and more confusion regarding religion in general. Uh, yeah, so maybe not everybody out there, but there have been quite a, quite a bit of an increase in numbers regarding confusion with religion. So if you're not confused about that yet, you know, hold on. You might get confused next week. You might be confused next week. Um, there has been confusion regarding pharmaceuticals and healthcare in general. Do we trust? Do we not trust biotechnology? Are they giving us the real data? Are they giving us the real numbers? Are pharmaceuticals really trying to help us in terms of their research and uh, medicines and vaccines, or are they really just trying to make money? Certainly there has been some distrust that stems from uh, things like hydrocodone and all of the, the long-term potentially unintended consequences of prescription with pain medication and then people becoming addicted and then all the, the drug use, drug overdoses, drug addictions that came. So now there's this, you know, is there mistrust with pharmaceuticals? I would say by and large, people maybe are confused. Are they here to help us? Are they not here to help us? Do I trust? Do I not trust? And how is it that we can say that COVID hasn't brought an enormous amount of confusion that's out there? 
how is it that we cannot at the very least agree there is confusion regarding COVID that exists and it has not left and it doesn't seem like it's leading anytime soon. Starting with the COVID for two weeks issue all the way to today, there's been confusion. Let's talk a little bit more about what is it that we do with confusion after the break. You've been listening to the Path Forward Utah and the Dr. Marcy Show on fedbyravensmedia.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward Utah today, talking about confusion. Are you confused? And if you're not yet, I'm hoping to get you there so that I can share with you some of the good things about confusion. Believe it or not, there is good that comes from being confused sometimes. And I want you to know what that good is. And then what is it that you can do about it? But before doing that, I just want to mention the Path Forward Utah, just a little bit more about that, brought to you by Brixton's Baked Potato in Ogden. We've got a couple of really great shows on the Path Forward Utah. We've got the Nacho Show with Ignacio Valdez, and he's bringing the Latino conservative voice. We need that so much more as we spread so much more knowledge and information to our Latino communities, and we really appreciate his fun show. He's a, he's a fun one to listen to. That's the Nacho Show with Ignacio Valdez. We've got Lady Maga with Ryan Woods, and he is the president of Log Cabin Republicans. He's our LBGTQ conservative voice in the state of Utah, doing some fantastic things. He's incredibly brave in all that he pursues, and we really appreciate him in our group. We've got Bob McKenty. He keeps us up to date on local politics and legislation. And all of us are brought together by Jamie Randa, who hosts an All Things Conservative show. So please pass along our group efforts to your friends and family. We're just trying to keep you up to date on important issues and how we can influence our communities in strong, healthy ways, conservative ideals as we move forward. You can find the Path Forward Utah podcast on fedbyravensmedia.com and on most streaming services. So back to the topic of the day. Are you confused yet? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that the very least you can say to yourself, I might be a little confused on that topic, at least one of them. I'm a little confused on at least one topic, all right? Something that I personally have found confusing, and more and more as as time passes um, from 2020 moving forward, people have reached out to me saying, I'm not quite sure what to do about this. I worked really closely with someone to rally, let's say, against shutting down businesses, right? We didn't want to shut down businesses. And now that person is in favor of mandated vaccine in big business. So, you know, I'm confused because how can they believe that when we were on the same page with not shutting down small businesses, but now we're, we don't agree on this topic over here. What am I supposed to do with that confusion? I don't know what to do. Right. Or maybe people that fought against high taxation now are bragging about taking free money from the government. 
it's confusing. Like, I don't understand. I, they were with me when we were fighting high taxation in the state of Utah, but now they're for taking all the free money from the government. Can you see why there's some confusion with people? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to react. What am I supposed to do? And I thought something that might be really helpful to consider when you're in this kind of state of confusion or you're asking yourself, I don't agree with that person now. I used to agree with them and I don't agree with them now. Is the concept of cognitive dissonance, bringing that back in, I think I've mentioned it here before, but the concept of cognitive dissonance, it describes when we avoid having conflicting beliefs and attitudes because it makes us feel uncomfortable. And that clash is usually met with us rejecting a new idea or debunking that idea or avoiding the new information. But what happens when we can no longer feel settled with our old beliefs and we can't accept new information, what ends up happening is this state of confusion where you know, a new information is given to us and it's like, oh, that doesn't quite coincide with my old beliefs, but I think there might be some validity to this new information, but I can't completely jump on board with it because it doesn't fit in with this other piece of how I believe. And then we have this kind of state of confusion. And I think that's what's going on when we're working with people who maybe were on board with us in the past and now they've jumped on a new belief system that we can't jump on board with, or that might seem like it clashes. And I think what ends up happening is we believe once we've always believed like somebody else, that that person is on the same journey that we are on in terms of new information. And they may not be on the exact same timing that you are on. And what I want to say today is it's okay. It's okay if you believe different than someone else. You don't have to be on the learning of truth at the same time as everyone around you. It is okay that it seems like someone's gone down a path that is confusing for you. And, and if there's one thing I can like spread out there today is it's okay if you are confused. You don't have to have a strong opinion all the time about all these confusing issues. Now, while I might be able to say it seems to me that logic's been thrown away and people of all types are making their way day by day with sheer emotion that they claim to be based on logic, right? So to me, a lot of times people are very confusing right now. But at the same time, new and new things keep happening in the world and in my own personal circumstances where I'm able to say, hey, I don't know the answer to that right now. That's pretty confusing and I'm not going to have a very strong opinion about it because it's too confusing. And it's okay for us to do that. What I see as a response to 2020 and post 2020 is people more and more feel like they have to have an opinion immediately. 
And I want to give you permission to say, I don't know right now. I'm not sure right now. In fact, I'm even confused right now, and it's okay. So having said that, I will give you little tips, a few little things of what you can do when you're confused. First and foremost, foremost, what I just said is I would say number one is give yourself permission to be confused. You don't have to know everything all of the time. It's okay to accept the situation of your confusion. It does not make you look stupid. It does not make you look helpless. It does not make you look apathetic to say, I read about it. I've heard about it. I'm listening to more about it. I haven't decided yet. I don't have an opinion. In fact, I might even be confused about it. It's completely acceptable to do that. Second thing you can do if you're confused, I would say investigate more. And what you have to do to investigate takes more effort than to just watch what is on the news on TV or read a few memes on social media or maybe read an article or complain and discuss with friends who think exactly like you do. If you want to investigate, you have to put forth a little more effort than just the easy information that falls into your lap. You might have to read a little bit more. You might have to listen to some different ideas. You might have to do some prayer, and you might have to do some talking to people who don't think exactly like you, which leads to my next idea. Ask people questions and then listen to their response. That doesn't mean I'm having a conversation and I'm really just trying to tell people what to think. I'm not listening to what they have to say or why they've come to the conclusions that they have. I'm actually listening to what it is that they are saying. In fact, you can ask people questions and never tell them your thoughts. I know that's hard for a lot of people to believe, but you can ask questions and gather information and never tell them what you believe. You're there to learn from them. And a lot of people are are uncomfortable with that, but I think it's a great learning tool and an investigative tool to ask questions without interrupting and giving your own opinion. Another one, if you don't feel settled on an answer, let it simmer. Put it on a shelf until you learn more, see more, or hear more. Timing means a lot in our lives, and we don't always know everything immediately. You can put it on a shelf. I've already said this one. It's okay to tell others you don't know the answer. Another one I think that's important is to keep your emotions in check. Don't panic when you don't know something. Maybe even question your emotions. Am I feeling angry for a reason? Maybe I need to think about it for a minute. Am I feeling nervous for a reason? Maybe I need to think about it for a minute. Just don't panic with your emotions. I think taking a deep breath here and there saying, it's okay for me not to know. I don't want to get anxiety over this. I'm not sure what the answer is and it's okay. Keep those emotions in check. And then this is one I think is really helpful, and I've plugged this a lot of times because it helps to have strong mental health in many, many situations, is get distracted with something else. Learn something new. Of course, I love the physical stuff, sports, learning a new skill, all those kinds of things, working out, take a run, get distracted. We don't want to become so overly consumed with things that are confusing that we get hopeless. So get distracted once in a while when we put things on a shelf. I think these are healthy ways to approach confusing situations until you can, in time, settle in on something that feels like a right opinion to have for you. I think that's a great way to address confusion. 
I've got more thoughts and research on why confusion can be good in the next segment. You're listening to The Dr. Marcy Show. Welcome back to The Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward Utah. You can find us on fedbyravensmedia.com and on most streaming services. We've been talking today about the concept of confusion and how today's world, it can be extremely confusing to know what is the truth, who is speaking the truth, how should I act, what should I do, and what should I think? You know, I'm a big proponent of becoming more aware, learning new perspectives, but I also love truth. Personally, I feel safer when I feel like I'm living in truth. There's this kind of sense of safety with truth. And when it's more difficult to decipher the truth, I, I just, it's uncomfortable for me to feel like I'm in a state of confusion. So part of the topic today is because I want to feel okay that I don't always know all the answers. It's like, I already know that, but I just need to be reminded of it, that we don't always have to know. And it's okay to be confused for a little bit. So in this segment, I wanted to talk about why confusion might be a good thing for us, why it could be a good thing for us. So I found some research, some interesting research on the concept of confusion. This was published in 2012. It was a study, a collaborative study by researchers out of the University of Notre Dame, University of Memphis, and the University of Munich in Germany. And what they wanted to find out was um, more about the state of confusion and especially the state of confusion when it comes to education or how we as human beings learn. All right. So what they ended up doing is they tested a theoretical modeling that, um, that took the concept of confusion which accompanies the state of what they call cognitive disequilibrium, which is kind of what I said in terms of confusion, where you're like, oh, I can't, I can't, um, I can't wrap my head around something because maybe it doesn't go with, with what I've already believed in terms of a cognitive dissonance, right? So it's the disequilibrium that's triggered by contradictions or conflicts or erroneous information or some other type of event Um, And it can be beneficial to learning if appropriately induced. So if if confusion is appropriately induced, regulated, and resolved, then it can be helpful for us to learn. All right? It can be helpful for us to learn. Now, I love taking that kind of concept and pulling way back out on us, even in terms of what's the meaning of life. And we come into this life in a state of confusion and the world around us is confusing. And we're in this constant state of, well, that's confusing. I better figure out how to do it. Oh, look, they're walking. I can't walk. I'm confused. How are they walking? Let me learn how, right? At the very basic level. And then you look at the whole meaning of life. And if you take a step back, you say, wow, a lot of it is confusing. But if you look at confusion from the perspective of it can be helpful for us to learn and can we use it in effective ways to help us to learn, then maybe it's not such a hopeless thing, or maybe it's not such a negative concept if we can reframe it in a positive way. So that's what these researchers were trying to pinpoint. They wanted to say, 
if we put people in a simulated environment and and help them be confused, if we're simulating confusion, are they able to learn effectively? You know, can we do this, right? And what the results found out was that confusion was largely insensitive to manipulations, but confusion was manifested by more objective measures that inferred confusion on the basis of the learner's response immediately following the contradictions. So when contradictions had no effect on learning, when learners were not confused by the manipulations, performance on multiple choice post-tests and on transfer tests were substantially higher when the contradictions were successful in the confused learners, which means that when we, when we're teaching or when we're learning and we are confused, we do a better job learning than if we're given information and told, memorize this, this is knowledge. But when as humans were put in a state of like, uh oh, I feel confused. There's something inside of us that is more willing to learn the answer. So if we are more confused with, let's say, what's going on in Afghanistan, according to this research, we would be more able to learn lessons about what's going on in Afghanistan than if we were not confused about it. Which says to me as a parent, as a student of life, as someone who desires to know truth, It's my confusion and maybe curiosity that enables me to learn more. If someone already has a strong belief system, they limit their confusion and they certainly don't enjoy cognitive dissonance, they are less likely to learn from a situation, less likely to learn because they're uncomfortable with confusion. But if we are taught in the state of confusion, we are more able to acquire knowledge. This is going to make probably many of my listeners extremely uncomfortable to say confusion in and of itself can be helpful for you to decipher truth because there's something in us that desires to get out of that state of confusion. And that's when we're willing to learn more rather than always having an opinion where we know for sure what is going on. Therefore, I will make this statement today here on the Dr. Marcy show. If you are not confused, you might be part of the problem. I'm going to have to repeat that. If you are not confused, you might be part of the problem. What ends up happening when too many people are certain that their way of thinking is correct, we stop learning from each other. And in many pieces of history, we end up going to war against each other. Because hearts and minds do not open up when we perceive we're being attacked with a different way of thinking. When we perceive we're being attacked because someone's opinions are different than us. Yeah, 
this is a tricky time period in history. It's a very, very tricky time period in history. And I would say if you are certain in all of your opinions right now, it might be time for you to take a step back and say, maybe I should be confused, or maybe I'm really not investigating enough information, or maybe I'm really not open to seeing somebody else's perspective or somebody else's knowledge, or maybe I'm not open at all to reading an article where Maybe I normally wouldn't agree with any of it, but maybe there's even one sentence in the article that makes sense to me, where I can learn one thing from somebody who thinks different than me. Really, this is a huge part of our learning process in life, is to feel confused and then try to acquire more information and knowledge. Confusion can help us. All right. Um, there was a, there was an article and that was turned into a book by uh, author Eric Bredo. He's a, an academic, a researcher out of Canada, and he kind of philosophically describes conceptual confusion in educational psychology. But there's one quote I like out of it. I don't know if he'd be on board with this today. This is back in May of 2006, but I think it's important in our time period. He talks about conceptual confusion. Conceptual confusion meaning how we, how we see the world based on the paradigm from which we define it, right? But what, what I think is important is that he talks about concepts are fashionable, politically acceptable, or useful for gaining status, maybe accepted despite their, their limitations. Paradigm changes in education and the social sciences often seem to be driven more by changing political climates than by internal scientific considerations. And what he's saying is, if we're going to let our knowledge be pushed and based on whatever's politically correct right now, we've got to pay attention. The word science is not being used correctly because they're inferring science is 100% fact, when in fact, if you work in any type of research, science is not 100% fact. Therefore, confusion allows our curiosity to keep pressing forward for more knowledge and information. Confusion can be good. So if you have confusion, pat yourself on the back. You're doing good right now in a state of confusion. Keep moving forward, trying to find more information. Ask questions, talk to your friends. Reframe the confusion that it's a learning opportunity that can lead to more awareness. Hopefully you've had more awareness today on the Dr. Marcy Show. And hopefully moving forward, you can listen as we talk about all kinds of topics of strong mental health and awareness. This is the Dr. Marcy Show.